Hello and welcome to At The 55, your home for OUA football. This is episode three of the off-season walkthrough tour. Where'd we go? We went to the Royal City. Woo! For those of you who don't know, that is Guelph, Ontario. We sat down with some of the guys that made that team so special this year and had a blast chatting with them about all things Griffin football and then some. So let's get into the episode. Clark Barnes, University of Guelph, wide receiver number six. Keandre Smith, University of Guelph, wide receiver. PJ Allen, a.k.a. Sizzle, number 52, defensive lineman and linebacker at the University of Guelph. Tavis Robinson, defensive end at University of Guelph. Ellen Sumakindo, a.k.a. Chosen One. And you're listening to At the 55. 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 Okay, so for the first segment from Guelph, much like some of the content we gave you from McMaster, we were sitting down with a former player that you coached that this seems to be the theme so far it seems to be continuing i think it'll probably end there as well unless there's something i'm misremembering about our upcoming schedule but let's not think about that right now because it's, it's it's too much to think about but that being mr clark barney barnes as well as with keandre smith uh that was a, a blast to watch uh how did it feel in the moment interviewing those guys i mean you know uh Obviously, it's it's a little different again when you have that history. You've already talked to those people before. Um, finally, some receivers that got a little, you know, I don't want to say swagger because I'm <laughs> sounding like an old white guy right now, but, you know, a little bit of confidence in what they're saying. Uh, Clark's a little more soft-spoken, but you can tell that he, he knows his shit. He's, he's not going to back down from the challenges. And I think just, you know, getting to know them a little bit more, how exciting it's going to be to watch the next couple of years because those guys are two obviously very young. You know, Keandre in his second, you're going to third. Clark in his first, going to second. You know, there's a lot of young talent on that off- offensive side of the ball, and it's just, you know, it's going to be exciting to see what they can do. Trying to bring all those pieces together, and obviously they're in good hands with Coach Sheehan. But let's hear it from the two men themselves. Here is Dakota interviewing Keandre Smith and Clark Barnes. On today's segment... I have to my left Clark Barnes and Keandre Smith. Thank you guys for joining me. No problem. Thank you for having Anytime. us. Anytime. Uh, before we get into it, Clark, we got a little bit a small history. Uh, you know, I used to be on the coaching staff when you were with Football North. Yeah. Um, I like to say that I, I had a, a huge impact on your special team ability, but since you're here, I want to know how much credit I can actually take. Uh, and if it's zero, it's, it's fine, but I like... Mm. <laughs> I'll give you a bit for sure. I got a bit. It's, it's on sure. camera now. We can, we're done. We made, up, <laughs> we made up this whole tour just so I could take a little bit of credit for those touchdowns. No, you got it. Um, and, and we have a history that I didn't know about. Um, for those who don't know, Zach and I got into some Twitter beef with someone called OUA Fan. Turns out it was you the whole time. What inspired you to be a troll other than just the fact it was probably just fun? I mean, you guys were talking that mess about Guelph, so I just kind of wanted to get back at you guys a little bit. Kind of get you guys riled up and then prove that we were going to win still. But but you stopped talking shit when I was right, when you guys were losing games. There was no point of being on Twitter at that point in okay, time. Okay, I mean, I, I agree to disagree. You guys were definitely, uh, definitely losing some games, but, you know, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, Clark, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, but what does it mean you guys kind of got a little bit of a, of a snub with the, the all-OUA you know, but you did get the big nod being an all-Canadian. For sure. I'm not going to put you in a spot if you don't want to, you know, get into it too much. We don't have to. But do you feel that, you know, you should have got more of a nod with the with the OUA acknowledgement? Um, I had the OUA acknowledgement. I was the first team all-OUA. 
So like the, the rookie stuff, it wasn't a big deal to me, to be honest. No? Is this more about... It would have been nice to get the rookie of the year, but it doesn't matter to me. I guess MVP maybe in the future for you two guys. For sure. Take it away from a quarterback for once. For sure. That's mine still. They get, they get too much shine, right? Facts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, obviously, you have um, what people call an, an offensive genius in your, your coaching room. Uh, what's it like having working with, with Ryan Sheehan? It's it's honestly brand new. Like his scheme, his scheme factors in things that I personally haven't factored in through like through how to call an offense. And it's like it's a new, more diverse way of of playing, and it kind of simplifies it for the quarterbacks while allowing the receivers to have some more freedom. So I like it. Nah, like it. it's it's different than anything I've been in. Like from my brief history of playing Canadian football, it wasn't ever like that. It was more running style. And then in America, it's a different type of scheme. Like, it's more matchups and stuff. Yeah. Like, at Football North and at, when I was at Maine. So, come back here, it's, like, schemed up really, really good. Yeah, it's different. And and speaking of Maine, obviously, you had that, that brief stint there. Um, just just kind of walk the people who don't know through it. Kind of, you were you were recruited to Maine. I think you had offers from Liberty as well. Is that correct? Yeah. And then, so what made you kind of want to decide, you know what? Screw it, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to go to Guelph. Um, well, I went to Maine for like, I was there for eight months. I went there January, literally today, last year was the day I left to go to Maine. And then it was good. Football-wise, it was good. I just feel like it wasn't the right situation for me personally. So I decided to just go back home where I'm more comfortable and happy playing football. And it's fun. No regrets so far? No, definitely not. All right. Um, you guys are both obviously Gunder, you're in your second year, Clark, in your first year. Um, if you can, we'll try and find the highlights for the tape later, but walk us through, like, what was your, like, welcome to the OUA moment? Like, I'm not in high school anymore. I'm not playing for my rep team. Like, okay, these are some, you know, there are some grown men on the field. Like, either you, a big touchdown, a big hit you took. What was your welcome to the OUA moment? <sighs> my welcome to the OUA moment sadly came against Western in the Yates Cup my first year last year and uh an unnamed defensive player of the year named Frazier Sopic <laughs> on part return first part return of the year I just I caught it I looked down and there he was I thought I had blocks when I got steamrolled I mean if it makes you feel any better he is in the CFL right now so it doesn't make me feel better <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> not at all but, um mm-hmm, I did that I don't really know yet, to be honest. I missed a lot of time, and I didn't really get into the offense as much as I would like to. So, I don't know if I have one just yet. I mean, I thought I thought everyone would assume it was your first time touching a ball on the field for OUA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that I was get, cool. <laughs> that was cool. No, nah, it was, but that wasn't like a. I'm in the OUA moment, you know. Fair enough. I guess I guess we'll see this year. Yeah. Just let us know. Shoot us a message when you nah, when, when you're aware that you're in the OUA now. For sure. Um, as, as much shit talking as we did on Twitter, uh, you guys did have a great season this year. Obviously, it didn't end the way you wanted it to end going into MAC, which we talked about as a tough place to go into and play. Um, looking forward to to this season now. It's a new decade. I think you guys got a lot more younger talent. What are you guys looking forward to? Where do you guys see yourself going the next coming season, even the seasons after that? Um, the mentality now, because we know the talent that we have and we know the coaching that we have is good enough. It's Vanier or bust. Like, if if whoever whoever comes into the team that's newer, 
who doesn't have that mentality or who isn't ready, they're not going to hang around for long. Like this group of guys wants to win and this group of guys have the work ethic to keep to work hard for it and to actually make it come true. So anything short of a Vanier is not a successful season, period. Yeah, I feel like same with what Keanu just said. I feel like the first year there were new coaches, new players, new system. We're just getting into it. And it was just a start. But this year, I think everybody, everybody's locked in. They know what they're doing. Everybody knows their job. And it's Vanier bus for sure. Fair enough. I think that's the best mentality to have. But I like the fact that you're thinking beyond the Yates to the, the actual championship. Um, so on, on the defensive side of the ball, when you guys are going up, you, you've two years now, so you've probably seen every team. You, I don't think you've played every team this year so far. Um, who's someone that you're kind of you're circling that date? You're like, I want to go one on one against that guy, or I have to look for this linebacker if I'm coming across the middle. Someone to like that you keep your eye on throughout the season. Um, as far as I'm concerned, there's no DBs in this whole conference that want to play man all game or that will play man all game. But there's 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 one DB that. I'll give respect to because I know he's a baller and he's proven that he can play his man, he can play his own, he can lock up someone. And that would be Ao over at Laurier. Ao Ajayi? Yeah. yeah. Another football North guy. So yeah. Ao can play. So I'm looking forward to having a matchup with him for as however much man he gets to play that game. But there's no teams in the OUA who are confident enough to play man, period. <laughs> Just straight into the camera. Especially not against I Guelph. It. I love it. There's too much talent at receiver at Guelph. I definitely, definitely, Clay. What do you think? Um, yeah, that's a fact. There's too much time to receiver, but um, the rookie from York at corner, I can't remember his name, but he's good. We'll have to um, fact check. Number one, think. he's pretty good. Yeah. So that's gonna be fun. He's a rookie too, so he'll be here for a minute. So have, next, a, have a good three, four, four or years. five year. Yeah, yeah. Facts. Um, speaking of, obviously, you guys are very confident in yourselves. Or not York? Sorry, um, U of T. Oh, UFT. Yeah. Okay. There's nothing good at York, period. <laughs> Love it. We're going to continue with the confidence here. I, you you have the same confidence. You're just a little more soft-spoken. Yeah, for sure. Um, when you guys are playing, we'll go with what team, and then I can dive into players afterwards. What team do you think talks the most shit on defense? Team. And I'm not, I don't mean on socials. I mean, like, you step on the field. When you're warming up, you're at the 55. You hear them talking shit to you. Carlton. Carlton? Yeah, Carlton. Yeah. Carlton talks, and then the Purple Ponies talk. But that's about that's really about it as far as defense is. Are there any, like, specific players that try and get in your head the most? Like, when you're lining up one-on-one against them, even though they're playing zone? None that are good at it. <laughs> do, you, do, you guys, do you guys like to talk a lot of shit? I don't know about Clark. I can't, I can't speak for Clark. I talk a whole lot of crap. I talk. A, you can curse on here. You fuck shit. Yeah, that's what you want. I talk a whole lot of shit. Yeah. 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 Keandre goes crazy. Fuck. <laughs> like, do you talk shit? I feel like you. It depends. Sometimes, not really though. Like, I feel like, you, I feel like you might, but they might not hear you. Be like, you're fucking trash. <laughs> sometimes I'll get. I'll, I'll say what I need to, but on a regular game, probably not. No. Um. Okay. Just. Uh. Just one last question here. Uh, obviously, you guys are, are some of the best young talent on the team right now. Is there anyone else on Guelph on either side of the ball that the people out there should look out for coming in the next year? There's a whole lot. Like, the youth of this team is scary. 
there's too much young talent on this team like Tavius Robinson, come to especially who will be on the podcast shortly. Um, that's for sure. There's a couple of there's another there's a couple of young defensive linemen like Christian Stewart coming up. We have a recruit coming in at DB who's a straight who's straight dog. Devin Crum. Um, you guys got a lot of recruits, especially in the quarterback position as well. You got the number yeah, one recruit, right? Two, yeah, two big recruits and the number one quarterback recruit, Evan Hillock and Michael Warner. So hopefully they get developed quickly. They get acclimated to the game. And uh, hopefully they they ball for us. But we have solid quarterbacks coming up too. So so we should be expecting a couple of championships. I'm not going to ask for a guarantee. I don't want to put you out on the spot like that. But like a couple of championships in the next four or five years. 1,000%. Right. If not, that's a huge failure and right. a disappointment. I like it. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna turn this off, play a little couple games. Uh, but thank you guys for joining me on the podcast. All right. Thank sure. you. Once again, that was Dakota sitting down with Clark Barnes and Keandre Smith. You can watch the full video of that on our YouTube channel at the Fifty Five Podcast. Um, as you kind of mentioned, setting that up. Obviously, the two of them, Keandre in specific, not really shy on sort of telling you how he feels and about speaking of about the the strength of this team and what i think will i don't know if it'll catch people off guard but this 12 this 12 team all year long it was all about the defense and we'll get into the defense with some of our next guests but he i you know not to say you'd expect a player on the team to to think their offense or whatever component of the team he plays on to, to think poorly of it but their, their offense was definitely very sporadic this year and he you know both of them have the utmost confidence that they have the pieces in place both on the field and in the coaching infrastructure that this is going to be a team where it's not just about the defense it's going to be a full well-rounded team offense specials and defense and talking about specials Clark's 100% a, a guy that plays ma- a massive role in that well, actually Keandre too um, listening back to some of that audio, anything uh, jump out at you, Dakota? No, like you said, just the the confidence they have as a, as a young squad. Um, I just, you know, my only thought is I hope Keandre just focuses a little bit more on football, a little bit less on uh, Twitter trash talk. Because <laughs> um, I'm old, so, you know, I'm sure he could beat me at a receiver, but when it comes to that online shit, <laughs> you know, I, I got it. Um and and you know we might see him again. You know we might see a, our our next guest again when we uh, start launching that you know Madden TV stuff. Oh, so a little hint for the fans out there. We'll, we'll keep that one mostly under wraps because I know we're still figuring out some of the stuff for that. But uh, yeah, he'll uh, definitely be someone that we'll see again on that front. But as we teed up for our next segment that we have, we're moving from the offensive side of the ball to the defensive side of the ball. Finally. Finally. Defensive squad. Let's get a represent for the defense. Sitting down with three of the major contributors for what I called all year the best front seven in the OUA as Dakota rolls his eyes at me. The the front that was affectionately nicknamed the Royal City Wrecking Crew by we're some reti- of... We're retiring that now, though. We're not, I think, you know, all the Guelph fans out there, you'll hear it. It may be time to get a different name. So the three players we sat down with, none other than A.J. Allen, Elaine Simonkinda, and the the man I crowned as the uh, 
the crown prince of the royal city, Groot? Tavius Robinson. Groot? Groot? Oh, yeah, him. Groot? <laughs> A.K.A. Groot. Um, the, the, the interview is just a blast, so let's just get right into it. To my right, Dakota Vine. To my left, we have A.J. Allen, Tavius Robinson, and Elaine Simonkinda, the front, the main contributors of the front seven for the University of Guelph Griffins. Guys, thanks for joining us here today. Thanks for having us here in the pavilion. Um, so to start off, quick question. I don't know if this name ever came across for you guys, but as we saw in covering the league this year, there was a nickname thrown out for your defense, and specifically in for the front seven, which was the Royal City Wrecking Crew. Oh yeah, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the announcers were using that. Can yeah, we get yeah. what are the thoughts on that name, or is there another name <laughs> that you guys prefer for the the front seven mm-hmm. or the defensive? Royal City Wrecking Crew. I don't got a name, but I don't. You know, I'm not really a fan of that. I'm one. not sure. Yeah, that's not, that sounds too too retro for me. Because you know? I don't mm-hmm. think it represents our squad. Yeah, right. Royal right. City Wrecking Crew. What it, would it, you guys? It, it, it don't go with our identity. It don't go with who we are. So that's the only reason why I wouldn't really, you know. What's more, the ident- what would be more in line with your identity? How do you identify this defense? Elaine and the others. We got everything in our squad. We got, we got swag. We got, we, we got toughness. We got grit. You know, and we got I feel the like, junkyard dogs. You know, uh-huh. we, you know, we got a couple killers in our squad. So, you know, that name sounds too soft for me. We need some more tough, some more, you know. Some great name. Are you gonna let the the Guelph fans know that though? Because all the old the Guelph guys are all calling you that. I mean, you know, they're, they're allowed I was, to. I respect that. Like, like no, like we don't got a problem with the name. Like they could use yeah, that. That's a cool name. Like, we ain't, we ain't <laughs> never gonna be like, nah, that's not us. But I'm saying, yeah. we feel like you know another name could have more. You know. So how does the name of best front seven in the OUA? Oh no, that's a must. So okay, so that's then, a must. That's, that's not nice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Roll off the tongue. <laughs> on, that, on that subject, all year long, I, I've been pushing that your front seven and possibly the whole defense as a whole, Mm. but definitely the front seven is the best in the OUA. The other contenders that come up in the conversation, Mac, Western, Carlton, really strong. How do you guys compare yourselves to those defenses or other defenses across the OUA and how do you see yourself? I got y'all boys, I handle this one. It's easy, man. (laughs) Look look at the film, look at the numbers. We had the most sack in the league and that's with other ones being left out there. uh, how many sacks we got called back this year for so saying the QB got back to the line of scrimmage? Uh-huh. Um, QB hits. We probably led the league in QB hits. Yeah. Um, and then all that while getting held, while getting tripped, while getting kicked, and all uh-huh. that stuff. So, and really, that, to me, to me personally, man, it's no question. You know, the proof is with the stats. Look at the stats. Look at film. Look at everything. And then, and who, who you gonna double team on our squad, right? You double team this guy, then these two gonna get the work. You double team him, and we gonna get our work. So and that's not you talk about our linebackers. So speaking of stats, is it is it for you guys? Is it more important, you know, as a whole to get the group stats, or you guys ever keeping track of your own stats? No, it's about it's about group stats. It's about group stats. It's yeah, about group stats. But our, our, goal, our goal personally was least points allowed and least yards, which and is then sacks and picks, and which is interesting, especially for you to jump in and say because you know I feel like your narrative <laughs> for the whole season was. My stats are being stolen. They were. They were. I mean, can we speak the, on that a little bit at more? The, at the end, like it happens, you know, because this this guy's six <laughs> eight, right? He can't he can't help it. <laughs> but he, he's around the same area, right? So when he falls, he covers me, and then goes my stat. You just will get there. I'll come jump on top. And Tavius is sick. That's how it works. I remember when we when I when I first reached out to you, you just sent me just a list of receipts. Yeah, like, that's, that was only half of the season. My, this is my fumble. This is my sack. Well, it, it matters at the like at the end of the season, you know, when all the other stats are taken in, because like people will look at me and be like, 
well, he didn't do what these guys did. Well, like, I did. I just didn't get credit for it. And, you know, that that part can be frustrating. But at the end of the day, like, we still one of the best defenses in the league. You know, we still allow the least amount of points, and we still have the least amount of yards per game. So, like, that's that's all that matters to me, honestly. I'll tell y'all what messed up. AJ, AJ don't know how it works. <laughs> AJ gets there. Instead of putting the QB down right away, AJ going to play with him. He going to tangle with him. He going to dance with him. But Tave is a smart one, though. Tave has got the whole thing, the whole system set up. Tave is going to get later. He going to either touch a cleat. A arm, a finger, <laughs> and then, but he gonna get up and like and celebrate. So these guys think, oh, Tavius is the one that got there first and gave the sack to Tavius, and then AJ just gets up ah, two nah, seconds bro, later. Listen, like, listen, 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 listen. When the tape come out, I literally have fun hey. of me of the opposite too. I remember Queens. Listen. I get up, I celebrate, and they say, oh, Tavius. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, Tavius. You know, this is Guelph. This is the royal city, and you are the crown prince here. How does it feel, you? I don't know. Play for the Junior Griffins now for the University of Guelph. What's that like for you? What's it been like being sort of part of this program for so much of your life growing up and now being such a big role? I've just been good. Like since I was young, I remember coming up to the games, being like, "I want to play here one day," and then, like, I worked towards it, and now I'm here, and like I'm glad I'm here. Glad I stayed in my city and. Yeah, I like Guelph, so... I'm glad he stayed in this uh, nation. The Prince. Like, <laughs> was, there any, was there any other schools you're even considering? Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 LSU. <laughs> well, in the, in the last two years since you've been here, and anytime I've run into Coach Clough or Coach McDonald, they all say, like, yeah, this guy's built like someone that you've run mm. into in an SEC locker room. And, yeah. you know, I mean, clearly you've been dominating out there. So it's it's been such a, a pleasure to watch and... and You've just been terrorizing it. But so what I want to ask um, you guys, one of the fun things doing these interviews is obviously getting your take on your team, your defense in specific, the front seven, but also seeing what your view is on other teams in the league, specifically since you guys do control the front seven. What's an offensive line out there in the league that week by week or when you look at the schedule when it comes out, you're like, yeah, that's going to be a battle. Like That's going to be four quarters of, just haymakers back and forth. Giffen, for sure. Oh. <laughs> I mean, my first year, like, that was, like, like my first year going against him in, in the Yates, it was, like, was my first, like, like, I knew he was good. And, like, I think my second year we were a little more even, but he's definitely, he's good. I mean, I mean, I mean, for me, it was, it was a master. <laughs> Mostly just because of the lack of officiating that happened. But, <laughs> but like, they, they, there was there was no team out there that I looked at and was like, "Damn, I'm screwed," you know. Mm-hmm. That that wasn't it because I have faith in these guys around me, and we have the ability to get get ours, you know. Like no matter who it is, but when when officiating comes in, it comes into play. It kind of it can it can tamper things that that we built here. Ah, there's nobody for me, man. Like, I, I respect a bunch of these all linemen, yeah, a bunch of yeah, these squads, sure, but sure. every time I, I look at I look at the schedule, I'm like, they about to get this work. Yeah, that's true. Who wants to get it? Who gonna get these sacks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, I think everyone here has got a big toolbox, so you know, you, you, you could you really definitely con- you could definitely hope to contain us, but you can never stop us because yeah. we'll always find ways, you know, to to to, to get to the QBs. We don't only have one aspect to a game; we have multiple aspects to a game. So. There's, there's never really a way to stop us. Like, from, even from even effective. versus Toronto, like, you guys saw that game. Like, we got 
seven man on lines and you know two tight ends and a, and a running back trying to block us. And nah, still got, but that whole line that was yeah. that was and, a joke. Man. They had defensive linemen. Yeah, and we still had four and a half that game. Carlton did the same thing. When they Carlton tried doesn't to even block. Carlton. <laughs> they had, they had two tight ends and a running back trying to get us, and we still got what? This guy had two and a half. He had one. I had one. Like not like I respect. One. I respect Carlton. I, I, respect got, I got a couple sure. homies out there. They're not his players. I don't. I never blame them, but I just think it's their whole uh, scheme and system, right? They probably have overall one of the biggest uh, O line men in the league, but they don't even use those guys. They don't even teach them how to block properly. The whole game, dudes be on their knees the whole time. It's like, true, yeah. what are you, what are you, what are you showing to the next level? What are you, what are you putting on your film? Right, you being able to cost someone is that is that skill? But hey, that's just my opinion, man. I play D lineman, so um, <laughs> I'm not supposed to. Like it. <laughs> no, I, I, I love the confidence there. Um, I think even before we recorded, you guys were saying that you know McMaster, not even that game, but just you know they are a tough opponent. They are also, I would consider them, you you guys, in whatever order you guys want to say, obviously you're going to say first, but a 1-2 in the front seven of the best in the OUA, maybe the country. Um, if you guys want to speak about, I think McMaster and Guelph is maybe a little bit of an undervalued rivalry. Everyone kind of sees McMaster and Western, or I think that's pretty much it, but I think in the last couple of years, and you guys can speak on it more, McMaster and Guelph are really more of a stronger, stronger rivalry and closer in skill-wise. Like in the last, yeah, last I, I think so too. That's I mean, ever since ever since I've got here, uh, four years ago, I haven't beaten Master yet, and they they've always been a tough point, no matter what. It's been close games. It's been it's been bad games, but like it's always been close. So I I, I like that. Not to me, man. Like to me, a rivalry is something you know is a squad that you look at and you have you know animosity against them. You really want to go out there. And, and hurt these guys, you know, and make sure you get. I don't, I don't really, I don't, I don't really see that with Mac. You know, um, they're they're a bunch of nice guys. They're, they're, you know, they're a bunch of cuties out there. <laughs> do, you see, do you see that with anyone in the league? Uh, Western, 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 no, Western, 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 man. Western for us. Western week, man. It's a different week. Yeah, I'm gonna hit the gym. I'm gonna be in the gym, you know, for a couple more hours. I'm gonna get a couple more pumps, you know, extra extra weights on there because it's gonna be a battle. It's gonna be, you know. You know, it's just going to be great, gritty in there. It's going to be rough. So that's a game. I'd be like, nah, they, they, they're rivals. So did you guys, since apparently McMaster is cuties and Western's rivals, did you guys enjoy McMaster beating Western and the Gates, or is it just whatever to you guys because it's not you? Not really, man. If, if it's not us doing that, I, really, I never really pay attention to what other teams do to other teams because they didn't need to talk about what's going on, you know, with us within within our locker room. You know, um, yeah, uh, you know, we, we don't like Western, but – if we're, if it's not us beating y'all, then it don't really matter to me. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree, agree with that. But uh, also for me, like I just enjoy watching good football. I'm just a, I'm just a fan of the game in general. So, um, I mean, to see Western lose like that was like it was different because it wasn't the best Western out there. Um, did I enjoy it? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, but I mean, on the note of it's not the best Western out there, we could say similar things about your unfortunate playoff end, especially for you, AJ. You didn't get to finish that mm-hmm. game where. That's football shit happens mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Hey, my boy Merch was in there, so there's that's, no what, that's what I'm saying. Merch, he, Merch, the he best was out, he was out there. And Merch was in there, so hey, that is it really a fair game? I don't know, but that's my opinion, man. <laughs> I can only speak on what I know. You know. They put a kid in there who who was not ready. You know, he, they kind of threw him out. They threw him out there to the dogs. <laughs> no, because especially on this Sunday, a playoff weekend, right? A playoff week, a preparation. Like, I don't think anybody thought Merchant could go down, That's right? And him in the last year, he probably took all the reps. He probably was the only one that was implemented <clears throat> within the game plan. And him having to go down like that, 
you know, even though uh, I think his name is Kevin John, he's a great player, but yeah. it's a tough situation you put a player yeah. in mm-hmm. to come in like that, unprepared, not pro- not probably not warm, and then especially being down, so that yeah, changing the that's it, right? Yeah. And then yeah, the coaching exactly. staff got to you know got to get him warmed up with some small passing here and there, but the team's behind, so they can't really afford to do that. Yeah. So. It was a t- it was and a smart defense. Like tough Mac situation. knows exactly what was about to happen to him. Yeah. You know? No, like it's still not not to take anything away from Mac at all. We yeah. not we not sitting here trying to hate. We not taking they they they, they did the thing. You know they balled out. They deserved that win. But you should not talking about the the details. So Elaine, we were talking earlier, and you were mentioning your time at Champlain. And so when you were there, you would have had uh, JF as your coach, right? Oh, Jeff, my God, man, me and Jeff go way back. And then of course he comes in here for two years at Guelph. Yeah. And then he heads back there. And yeah. I was doing a little bit of research going through some of the rosters, starting from my last year here, the 2015 year, where we had zero Quebec players on yep. the team, and that trend continued for the following two years, and then JF comes in, and all of a sudden, we have guys like AJ Chase, and uh, I there was another name I saw, but you had two guys. And the year oh, that after, year? So yeah. the fr- when JF got here, it was me, Zeph Frazier, AJ Chase, and that was it for the first year. And then the following year... There was more guys coming, we, we and then the, the following year, more years. Yeah. And so now, even with JF gone, that legacy of having Quebec region or CJF guys still seems to be rooted in this team. How big do you think that is now that Guelph seemingly cracked the Quebec code and can bring in guys? Because for years it was strictly Ontario, yeah. maybe a few out of province guys from the West, maybe yeah. you know a Dre Fraser, classic name here at Guelph coming out from the East Coast. Now, to me, that's that's that was that's a very important piece because understanding you know football. Um, you get kids from high school, they come in, they, they might be very talented, but they're, they're not quite there yet. They, they, some of them, you know, for the exception of some of them, like a guy like Ken, Ken Schaefer-Bickley, he's able to come in and do work right away. But uh, but having those guys from CJF that's, that's been through um, a university program, like, for about two to three years, you know, they've been hitting the gym, they've been, um, you know, they've been going to classes because we got the same schedule like the like in the university. So them guys can come right away and then contribute, and then that kind of helps out yeah. your team, and you're able to go further with that. And that's why I feel like teams like out west in Quebec, they've been they've been at the top because of that, right? You don't really uh, they never rebuild, always reload, because some of those guys and she's like come help help plug out uh, certain holes here and there, certain knees here and there, and then it makes your team competitive. For sure, it definitely helps. When you're not a guy like 6'8", Tavius, you know, you're, 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 you're probably coming in here at 17, 18, maybe 19. And, you know, coming from a high school program to this is, is shell shock. Like, I mean, for me, at least, I came in here 17, turning 18 at the end of April. And and there's, there's, a, lot to le- there's a lot to learn about, you know, what you're facing and stuff like that. Well, you got guys, like, coming out here, you know, 21, 22, been through a little bit of programs, been through guys lane size, and... And out here, they know what to do already. They've, they've been through it a little bit. So I think that definitely helps elevate your experience, which is what you need to win games. Because people don't get it, man. Like, I came out here in 2017. I was 21 and I was a rookie. Mm-hmm. I still have my four mm-hmm. years in front of me. There, there are still people. Right? There are still people that are older than me that are in year two. And I've been here four years. Yeah. That's, that's crazy to me how that's possible. Well, touching on something you would mentioned there, just about being a, a younger player, um, <coughs> both in eligibility and, and literally in age and kind of getting that wake-up call of like, oh boy, this is, you know, the next level. This yeah. isn't high school, this isn't rep ball. You know, one thing we were talking uh, with Clark and Keandre about is having that welcome to the OUA moment. And oh. maybe this doesn't count for you, Elaine, because it looks like you came oh. in here just like, all right. <laughs> no, I was ready, man. I was ready. I was ready. With, with that in mind of just 
the moment, whether it was in your first game or in your first season here, where you know you mentioned Giffen's name. Was the, what's I the story? What's the play where you were like, oh, this is this is the next level? Now. Okay. Well, for me, it was also Brisbane Master, which is which is one of the the built found <laughs> rivalries for me. Um, first time playing Master, we were down late in the game. Um, coach calls an onside kick, right? So I go out there. I'm all, I'm all happy. I'm giddy. I'm 17, just ready to try to do something. Uh, I run up there. I jump. I, I go for the ball. I touch it with my fingertips. And all of a sudden, I'm sideswiped. A guy I know from my own high school took my legs and flipped me in the air. I landed on my head like a pencil. I yeah. didn't move. I stand there. I, I lay down on the ground like this, just paralyzed. I still, I still have the picture. Just paralyzed. I didn't know what the hell happened to me. <laughs> but we recovered the ball and still lost the game. AJ, he got to see you after the game. Huh? He got to see you. I was supposed to, was rude, man. I didn't, I didn't know who did it until I saw the picture afterwards. Y'all supposed to be boys. He can't do it like that. I, I didn't know who did it until I saw the picture you, afterwards. It was, oh, I still have it on That's Instagram. crazy. Hold on. I can't oh, go shit. down like that, man. While he's looking for that, Tavis, do you have a, is it just going uh, up against a guy like Giffen, or is there a specific play I in think, particular? like, my first year, I didn't start the first three games. I think it was two games. I was just rotating and stuff, and then I remember my first start, like, I was mad nervous going into it and stuff, and then I got I got a sack early on. It was a strip sack against Windsor, and then I was like, all right, like, I can, like, I can compete here, and then from there on, I've just been, but I think that was my moment. Oh, yeah, that's like, the I one knew. that you, you, you jumped on the guy back, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. hey, I, so, yeah. They didn't give you a sack for that. They oh, gave you a shit. They gave me a. Yeah. I jumped up. Yeah. I tipped the ball. Yeah. 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 My legs and I flew. Oh, that hurt. <laughs> Do you, oh, me? for you or has it just been smooth sailing ever since you stepped? Nah, 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 not necessarily with smooth sailing. To me, first year, first game. Remember that? You remember that? No, I remember that. No, I was well, in the guy came out. This guy came out here, got down his stance, like, sort of like first play of the game, sack. Nah, man. Nah, it was like <laughs> guy, that. Guy ended the game with three sacks, seven tackles. It was four, but it's all good. It was, it was four. four. Yeah, yeah. Was all good. I was like, what the hell did we find? Nah, <laughs> nah for, for me, the, big, the, big, the biggest thing it was uh, to adjust from the American game um, to the Canadian game, right? So um, there's no yards where, where I came from when I was playing. And and I was, was, sorry, that was in New Mexico. Yeah, in New Mexico, State, right? we, we, we had no yards, and uh, the field was way smaller. So I remember first half, I'm out here playing, and then, because I was playing, I was playing DN, weak side DN, and it was a run play. So I was chasing the running back to the opposite side. So imagine, I'm, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm, running, I'm like, damn. I'm still like, hey. right? and, I, and I look and I go, I swear, and I'm, I'm at the numbers. I'm like, yo, and I'm still like 10, 15 yards away from the sideline. Yo, this is crazy. <laughs> so, the, play, the play ends, and I'm like, whew. Yo. Hey, we got oxygen here. was this a sideline? I'm like, this is crazy. So I go out the sideline, I look, I, I look at my boy, AJ, I'm like, AJ. Yeah, it's, it's, it's different. Big, it's different. <laughs> it's different. That, was, that was one thing, really. Like, so the conditioning that came out, that that I had to, uh, the level of conditioning I had to get to, to be able to do that all the time. Um, that was really the only, you know, the only tough part I had. But it, it took me a couple of weeks, and then afterwards, uh, I was there. You know, a couple of heels here and there, gassers. Mm -hmm. It had me right. So when we talked about some of the uh, Quebec players coming in, one name that comes to mind is of course Kwame Osi who's that's been so talented for you guys. Say and, uh, you know, that's my guy, that's my guy. You know, him and Juwan Jeffries, this you know, great young running back core. <coughs> Elaine, I don't know if this is something that you don't want to touch on, but of course part of that dynamic duo was or that dynamic duo was originally, 
you know, a, a big three when we had JP in the mix as well, yeah. who had to miss the last year. Uh, do you know, is are we going to be seeing him in, in Griffin and Collars? No, uh, JP, no, he's, like, he's still part of the fam. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he's still, he's so still are we going to see him on yeah, the field? Yeah, no, no doubt, man, no doubt. He gonna, you know, he had a minor step back, but that one's going to help him for his major comeback. So he's going to be back with us and then uh, expect him to have a big season. So looking to the offensive side of the ball, because anyone who follows OUA football, U-sport football, knows that defensively you guys have it locked down. Looking on the offensive side of the ball, what are you guys looking forward to seeing this coming season? Um, me, personally, just our, our offense generally more, right? I mean, it's only it was only normal um, that you have, you know, a couple of nicks and bumps whenever you get a new offense, right? We had a new coaching staff. We had a new uh, system, new ways of doing things, so guys still had to get used to it. And um, I know for a fact our offense, they, they run a very uh, complex and, and difficult uh, offensive scheme to understand. So to me, I wasn't really surprised that uh, our guys had a little bit of tough time with that, you know, in the first year. But in the second year, that ain't going to be no problem. Yeah, I mean, they'll keep getting better and gelling together. And I think they'll ball up next year. So, I mean, yeah. Well, then, for you guys looking forward to next year, obviously – championship or bust and as we joked about that's not a Yates hell no that's not a national hell semifinal no. No, no, as no. a Vanier Cup yes sir uh, in the journey to that championship is there a certain team that you're looking forward to the most that you're circling on the calendar or is it just taking on all the no, I, per- I personally is Weston you know yeah. we got you know yeah. they, they're gonna have to see us you know we the way <laughs> the way the, the, the last couple games ended you know we, 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 we were we uh, last year last year it was so I'm not sure so I'm not sure again so, but uh, that's 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 the game that I'm looking forward to. For, for me, for me, it's gonna be have to be mastered again. I've never beat them, and I got boys that went to that university that still go to that university because I'm a Burlington kid. So like, you know, we used to go all the time play our games. So, I, I that that's that's Mac for me. I say both of them. I gotta beat both of them. So yeah. But everybody, everybody in the league can catch the work though. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna get the turn. They're gonna get the turn. But the ones that you know that I'm gonna mark up on my calendar is Weston. They're gonna have to see me. Well, you guys know, obviously, I'm going to be cheering for you guys mm-hmm. as an alumnus. And I know begrudgingly, despite having gone to the University of Western, this man over here is going to also be Purple cheering pony. for you guys. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for sitting down with us, guys. And best of luck going into next year. We appreciate year. you guys for having us. Thanks for having us. Once again, that was AJ Allen, Elaine Simonkinda, and Tavius, don't call me Groot Robinson, of the Guelph Griffins defense. The defense that, not to say we're no longer going to refer to as the Royal Sitting wrecking crew but as they kind of mentioned still looking for something that might fit the uh, sort of attitude of that group uh, a little bit more uh, a little bit more accurately that was perhaps so far and this is not to to take anything away from any of the other players that we've interviewed I that was one of the, the, the f- most fun interviews I think we've done so far this the energy and the connection between the three of them which when you when you just see how they interact like that off the field, it really makes a world of sense that they play like they do on the field. You know, we talk about that brotherhood, that connection. It's m- most of the time what you see on the field is what you're going to get off the field. And that was, uh, like I said, that was so much fun talking with them. That was a great time. Um, they're definitely competitive with the, with themselves, which I think is great because that means that they're, you know, they're gonna, you know, iron sharpens iron. I hate that saying, but it's <laughs> it's it's as true as it as it goes. Um, great bunch of guys. Obviously, you know, they have their their mindset on one thing and one thing only, and that's a Vanier. You know, 
as uh as the chosen one uh simon kinda said or is it el el saucy el sauce <laughs> hey got, when he puts up the numbers he, he does a, he's, a, a he's got too, he's got too many damn nicknames you know he, he said, can call himself whatever he wants um that's what he so elegantly said you know like fuck yates like that's not really what they're what they're going for and i think that's you know the mindset you need to have obviously yates is nice um you'd know better than i um but you know they everyone wants to van you now you know mm-hmm. and i think as long as that crew kind of stays together and that young offense comes out you know the big question obviously is their quarterback you know they just got a big number one recruit filling in that spot for uh theo um i think that's the the, the biggest question if their quarterback can come in and actually play guelph could be some trouble and that will obviously bolster the offensive end another thing that would no doubt be a boon for the offense which was great to learn from uh elaine is that his brother um who was at running back for them a year prior and then missed the 2019 season um is probably it looks like he'll be back in the fold too so they're gonna have a a a massive depth on the offensive side of course relying on probably a young QB to, to come in and take over. But uh, as we said, you know, the offense is still a bit of a question. We'll have to sort of wait and see because we won't know until we do. But defensively, I don't think anyone's going to question that this team's going to come out just as hungry, just as sharp as they were this past year. Where, uh, where are we going next? Well, next we are doing what I call our West Coast trip. Because <laughs> until this podcast expands to a nationally syndicated... I'm not driving to BC. I'm just going to put that out there right now. I'm not driving to BC. The, you know how flat the prairies are? We're going to experience a mini prairies right now. If anyone hasn't guessed, in between London and Windsor is the flattest and most boring two hours of my entire life. Well, we'll we'll make sure to play all sorts of fun word games and oh my God. spot the license plate. Oh, wow. Another Ontario plate. Another Ontario... Oh, there's Michigan. Great. But so we're going so we're going to Windsor tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. Excited. Excited. You know who are we gonna sit down with? Can you tease them who we're gonna sit down with? We're gonna sit down with some guys. We're gonna sit down with some guys. Some guys, some ballers. They they play some sports. Um football. Amongst others. Okay. Possibly. Uh we'll find out. We'll have no to bat- no badminton though. Uh no. That's uh solely the Corby bloodline has that. Um but then of course heading to your alma mater afterwards to speak with the boys at University of Western and see what they have to say about all things OUA, Western, U sports, football related, and I'm sure plenty of stuff off the field as well. Um, but there was plenty of more footage that we did at Guelph, much like with Master as well, that you can find on all of our socials, the YouTube channel at the 55 Podcast. You can see some of the content on the Instagram page at the 55 Podcast. You can always hit us up on Twitter at the 55 podcast. And of course, please send us in questions, whatever you want, knowing the teams that we have remaining to go and talk to. If there's anything you want us to ask a player or just a certain storyline you think would be fun for us to pursue, definitely just let us know. Uh, we'll hit you back up. We're pretty good about that. And uh, we'll try and put it into effect. Always looking for new fun ideas here. Um, so that's a wrap on the Guelph trip as we said head to the the, the west side of Ontario uh, this coming weekend and that'll be up for you next week um, if you're enjoying the podcast please uh, 
rate and review. That would help us out a whole bunch on whatever. Share it. Share it. Do it all. Hundred percent. Send us money. <laughs> yeah, that one is. Uh, yeah. Please on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big one. Uh, but that'll wrap us. Wrap it up for us this week. We'll see you next week at the fifty-five.